Hold on. You want the cold open to just be Amazon Alexa doing the happy birthday song? <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to episode 14 of 99100, the show counting up the top 100 domestic grossing box office movies of 1999, the last year of the 20th century. I am your John C. Riley host, Sparky Shelton. And I'm your Will Ferrell host, Tino, and I'm really happy you gave me that one. Thank you. I was honestly, I was honestly thought you were going to go for Philip Seymour Hoffman. Because they did True West together. Oh, yeah. I don't know plays. <laughs> oh, because you're in the bright, like, big city of yeah. Los Angeles now. I'm all about the movies now. And I'm Ryan. Oh, my God. I forgot. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Ryan. You always forget about Ryan. <laughs> it's always Ryan in the gutter. Ryan in the gutter is my favorite ABC soap. Um, <laughs> so you're... Mine's uh, Everybody Loves Ryan. Everybody loves Ryan. I everybody loves Raymond. I love that one. Yeah, that, that show's great. Everybody loves Ryman. It's a it's a sitcom of uh, of the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville. About Ry Romano. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, how, so Tino, you are you have been, made it a week in Bright Light to Big City, Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Oh yeah. That famous Dean Martin song, Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Right. Um, Los A. He goes, L.A., L.A. I love that song. Yeah. Um, I also love Jimmy Durant. Bright lights where dreams are made of, built to inspire you. Huh? What? Huh? What was that? That, that what was that? Oh, right. L.A. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I it, love Hamilton. It's, all, it's, like that great, that? it's like that great Randy Newman song. I love New York. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, um, he's like, you got LA. You got the power. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Am I right? Uh, so, how's your first week gone? How's your first week gone, buddy? Um, you know, like I did get rejected from a comedy writing job, um, but I'm doing pretty good on my application for Buffalo Exchange. So, what's Buffalo Exchange? It's a thrift Actually, store chain. <laughs> oh, dope. I was gonna say, if it's a comedy entity, we do no free promotion. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Would have yeah. had to cut it from the show. Yeah. No, yeah, they sell clothes uh, at an exorbitant rates. Really overpriced. Um, oh well, I'm sure the interview went great if that was what you you opened with. I haven't been interviewed yet. Oh. Okay. Well, then I'm you in the application open. process. You should open with that then. I'll try it. How about you, Ryan? Yeah. What's up? What what have you been up to? Um, you know, just hanging out. <laughs> tight, tight. I'm just you know in 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 the old uh, Jersey City, New Jersey. Just uh, you're in Jersey City. Yeah. Oh. Bright lights, big city. <laughs> Bright lights, big city. <laughs> Jersey City. I <laughs> can see New York from. My windows, but uh, take a yeah, actually, thirty minute bus ride to get there. Do you the take view the ferry? from Ryan's like patio is insane, though. Do you take the ferry though? No, that's expensive. It's like eight dollars. Oh, Jeez, huh? The bus is two seventy five. Oh, I see. And puts you straight into Midtown. So there you go. Where where you know the sandwich of Manhattan, as they call it. That's where all of the good sandwich places are in the Flatiron District. Sort of like us three boys. I don't know anything about New York. I don't really know anything about LA. But since I'm from Southern California and I moved to Alabama, I what I know about those cities is is monumental in comparison. Um, I'd like to say to go back and say that <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that uh, sort of it's a sandwich of New York. Sort of like us three boys are like a little sandwich where I'm on one side, me and Ryan are the bread, and Sparky's in, in the, the fillings in the middle. Sparky's the beef. Where's the beef? <laughs> the beef's Arby's. right here. And speaking of that great American city of New York City, our movie this week is the 1999 classic Spike Lee joint, Summer of Sam. Everyone knows it. 
and everyone remembers that fateful, fateful summer. Uh, when does this movie take place? 1977, I want to say. We're already typing, Yeah, buddy. 77. Uh, so <laughs> it was 77. Sam. I Based believe on it. a true story. Yeah, I, don't think we have to, I don't think we have to look it up. I think we believe the 77 at this point. What was his name, though? Matthew Berkowitz David, or something? David Berkowitz. Mm. David Berkowitz. <laughs> he thought he was, uh, he tried to claim insanity by, uh, claiming in court that, um, a 2,000-year-old talking Labrador told him to do it. Here's the thing, though. I believe him because <laughs> this movie starts, the very first shot is him alone in his apartment screaming at the top of his goddamn lungs. So maybe he does have a few problems, Ryan. Hey man, I'm just going by what the movie said and the the nice old man on the news at the end there, let's, giving us a nice little summary. <laughs> let's let's jump right into the movie, uh, Tino. You know, uh, let me let me let me hand the reins to you. Okay, yeah, I'll take that. Thanks, man. So, like I said, <laughs> we see this dude. Honestly, maybe one of the best shots in the whole movie. I really loved it. It pans over. And it's like he's like closed in by his own by a door frame in his own apartment. And he's literally just sticking his head in a mattress and screaming his goddamn brains out. Mm, and mm. it's wild. And then um, we see two people get shot in a car. This movie, this movie really it was a, it was a loose narrative. It was a lot of it would be it would cut away to things really quickly for a second sometimes. So you just got to bear with me. We it, see two people get shot in a car. <laughs> it it certainly meanders. It I think a lot the spike of the Spike Lee that I have seen meandering around New York is one of the themes. Sure, 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 sure. So then we get introduced to one of our one of our main couples, which is John Leguizamo, who goes by the name Vinny, mm-hmm. and uh, his wife, whose name I don't remember. I'm ashamed Ooh, to admit it. Ouchie. Yeah, not good. Um, I say it anybody got anybody? Can anybody got me there? I want to say <laughs> it starts with an M. Okay. I want to say Maria. Maria. I'm, I'm gonna go with it. So Vinny and Maria, they pull up to the freaking disco. They're listening to Boogie Nights in the car. It's it's wild. He looks like John Travolta, uh, and kind and of. yeah, well, like a little bit, you know. And yeah, you they were go very in, they're wrong. dancing it for a while. Diana. He leaves. She yeah. asks. She asks him to get her a BLT, um, and he leaves. Who, who, who asked for the BLT? Because I think it was Diana, not uh, whatever he said. Diana. Nah, 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 nah. His his Diana is <laughs> his wife. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, six, yeah. six, six, six. So not Maria. Not so, Maria. <laughs> okay. Diana asks him for a BLT, and. Uh, he goes outside. Instead of getting her a BLT, he does sleep with her cousin uh, in the car. They have sex in the car. And uh, while they're having sex, if I remember correctly, someone sees them and they drive away. And I believe it was the killer in the shadows. Mm. But they don't know that. No, correction. Correction. Yeah. So they were banging and then a cop rolls up behind them banging in the car. Not a cop. A, another car. Just like two cars. One but then the didn't other. it but then didn't it pan over and there was a killer in the shadows as they were driving away am i am i wrong no you're not wrong so like multiple people saw them and they were like ah, ah, ah no they saw us having sex let's get out of here exactly and then and then and then and then the killer strolls on mm. up taps on the mm. glass and they're like what buddy what do you want get out of here and then and this is a, a new car this is not the main characters yeah, the main characters have already gotten out of there because they were like, ah, they saw us having sex, ah. Yeah. And then uh, the new the new car, you know, the killer walks up, Mr. Berkowitz, son <laughs> of Sam. He's got to take it from the beginning <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> and he taps on the glass. And then, bang, bang, pop, pop, bang, pop, yeah. Six rounds of Oh, my God, 44. Ryan, really? <laughs> Six rounds of forty-four caliber ammunition pierced through not just the Buick Enclave, but through the souls and the hearts and the well-being of New York City as a whole. Dude. <laughs> well, not really, because it was not the first time that the Son of Sam had killed. Well, it sounded pretty poetic when I said it, so maybe we just say yes and on this podcast a little more. Yeah, I just, okay, I okay. <laughs> yeah, let's yes and Sparky's little weird tangent. <laughs> 
That was mean. Sorry. That nobody yes handed me when I was talking about the was Kentucky pointless. Derby. That's true. No oh, one yes handed Ryan's Kentucky Derby please. joke. It's because it was hell. It was torture. I would, I it's would like to get back. I would like to get back to the film if that's okay with you guys. It's okay with me. Okay. So yeah, this this couple gets shot. And honestly, it's not a big deal for a while. Sparky said the whole thing about it ringing through the soul of New York City, <laughs> and it did in a bit. But not at first, because John Leguizamo comes back to the disco. Things are basically fine, but Diana is tired because he's been gone forever fucking her cousin in the car. And so they leave, and they go home. Small detail. When they're in the car on the way home, uh, Diana starts making out with Vinny, and she was like, she pulls back a little bit. She's like, oh, oh, like holding her mouth a little bit. Oh, it's a little foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. She's like, Vinny, what is this? And he was like, what, 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 what's going on? See? <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> sounded exactly like that. That is, that is, I mean, who knew that John Leguizamo was on our Hangouts call, huh? <laughs> I what, know now. What, see? And I'm, I'm glad I know now because Mr. Leguizamo, my God, your work in Romeo plus Juliet <laughs> as Tybalt struck me to my core. Your work in uh, uh, whatever that the the you know that movie where he's like I like that big old opening scene. What's that from? Oh man, the happening. Yeah, the happening. Ice Age. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. that's Ray Romano. So on on the the pest okay, on the, the way pest, I'm thinking about the, the pest. <laughs> <laughs> on the way back home from the disco, um, they 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 come across a little bit of a murder scene. Leguizamo gets out of the car and has some kind of really weird like emotional experience with these corpses and like almost touches them and the cops are like hey how'd you get there get out of here how'd you get how'd we let you get behind the line so far how did we let that happen because he said I live right there and then nobody followed <laughs> up with him but then yeah but that, I'm saying at the end they're like hey get out of here you freaking punk what are you doing I don't know it's ridiculous yeah. that's funny that he lied though Very also funny. Foreshadowing. It also, it also was weird that he was lying because, like, they hadn't established where he lived yet. So I was just sitting there thinking, like, oh, he lives right there. You know? No, they <laughs> That's did. Because they were banging outside of his house. No, they were banging outside the disco. No. They were banging outside yeah. of her house. Her house. No. The, the, cousin's, oh, her house. the cousin's house. You're telling me this guy went all the way to another neighborhood and he couldn't get a freaking BLT on the oh. way back? Oh, Shlomoli. <laughs> so this guy. Okay, so point is the forty-four caliber killer is back. And that's the big headline on the frickin' newspapers. And then guess what? Slam cut to Adrian Brody. He's in bed. <laughs> He's a punk rocker. He's got, He's got the Liberty spikes. He's got that spiky hair. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. He doesn't wear. He he only wears his underwear in the house. He like doesn't have sheets. He's you know he's so cool, and he goes downstairs. And uh, at this time, I wrote down in my notes: Is his mom Patty Lapone? And it is, which is crazy. <laughs> um, so yeah, his mom's Patty Lapone. You know, his family's sort of a little bit quirky and poor, but they still can afford a garage, which is pretty nice <laughs> for him. Um, and then it's then it's. We, we, we get a brief little scene with him and his family. It's not really that important, you know? And then we then we meet everyone else, all the other boys down at the dock. Uh, you know, they hang out at the dock a lot. <laughs> it just sort of seems like a thing that people do um, in it's New York. In the Bronx, baby. Yeah, in the Bronx. Uh, and, yeah, so Vinny's hanging with the boys at the dock. And he's like, guys, I like so I saw the crime scene last night. And they're like, oh, the killer's going to kill you, Vinny. The killer's going to kill you. And he's like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut <laughs> up. And uh, then uh, some guy, this dude named Woodstock, comes out of the freaking water with a bag full of lobsters and sells the lobsters to these guys. Um, you know, no reason, just for fun. That's <laughs> As just what you Lo- do. It's what Woodstock likes to do. Mm. Um, and that's when Adrian Brody finally comes up, and you know they're all buddies. He knows them all, but and he hasn't seen them in a while because he's been gone. Mm. And he puts on a fake little British accent. It is, it is one of the most confounding directorial decisions that uh, happened in this movie. I yeah. If you showed me that that was happening, I would have never guessed that 
a director of the caliber of Spike Lee would ever instruct an actor to do such a weird quirk. And let me tell you why it's weird. I understand that his character is trying to be punk. He's trying to break free of his Italian roots. Right. The problem I had with it is he was doing a horrible fake British accent, which is in character. The problem yeah. was he was doing it on top of a horrible like Italian-American New York accent. Like, mm. it was a bad accent on top of a bad Bronx accent. It was... That's, that's really true. Horrible. Did not. And it's rare that you get a performance like that, because how often do people do... How often is someone doing, like, a funny <laughs> voice in a movie? You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Hold on. Is that a zing on me? No. Oh. Not at all. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm a little bit... I'm a little bit sensitive. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'll give it to you, pal point is yeah and the thing is like he's doing this british accent and all of his it's so bad and all of his friends are like dude that accent is so fake quit it with the accent but he's like no it's real bro <laughs> really, no, i'm like this now you are doing like- you were doing him a service with that bad <laughs> accent i think if you really want to get a sense we should we need to ask ryan to do a british accent ryan can ryan, you do please? like a punk british accent please yeah bro oi oi mate get over here I'm from London, eh? The South Side. Get me some fish and chips, yeah? That's, We're going to the the pub and get a fight. What do you almost yeah. better? Can I ask you something, Ryan? What do you know about the South Side of London? <laughs> uh, oh, we're South London. Absolutely Pratt. everything. There's, yeah, <laughs> that's where. I don't know if you know this, but I did a semester abroad <laughs> for my acting school. Oh wow! In, uh, in London. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> uh, South London is home to uh, Crystal Palace and Chelsea and my beloved uh, AFC Wimbledon. So it's rich? Like it's wealthy people? I guess. Or no? I mean, Chelsea's definitely a wealthy person club. But Yeah, but Chelsea is probably the richest person I know. <laughs> Chelsea Handler. Yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea Handler Chelsea has got to be the richest person I know. Chelsea Handler cross-dresses as Jeff Bezos. That's what a lot of people don't know. Is Chel- Have you ever seen Chelsea Handler and Jeff Bezos in the same room at the same time? I haven't. I haven't. No, I haven't. I haven't. Seen- Holy shit. <laughs> I haven't seen either of them in a room at a single time. So maybe not. So it could be anybody. Really could be. Point is, after Adrian Brody comes up, we meet, uh, we meet uh, Ruby. That's her name, right? Ruby. Ruby, my baby yeah, doll. Yeah, it was Ruby. golden hair. What's that song, Sparky? It's called Ruby. Bye? Oh, I don't know. Okay, cool. We can move on. So, so yeah, Ruby comes up with her freaking jerk-off of a boyfriend <laughs> who's a freaking jerk-off. And he, all he does is freaking jerk-off. <laughs> and uh, no one likes him for it. Oh, um, man. And his, his, he's so mean that his bro, uh, Ruby's brother chases him off, blah, 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 blah. And then even Ruby starts making fun of Adrian Brody's accent. What was it? What was it, Ryan? I don't, what was it that she oh, said? He goes, he goes, or she's like, I love your accent. Or more like, I love your, wait, I don't know how to do a Bronx accent. But anyway, she's like, I love your <laughs> accent. And he goes, yeah, it's all in the attitude. And she's like, all in the attitude. And then it just cuts. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Thank you, Ryan. Um, You're welcome. And then we see. Uh, That's why I'm here. Exactly. And then we finally get to see. We see that Vinny, Vinny, and uh, Adrian Brody's character's name is Richie, right? Yeah, is that, yeah. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Richie. You're right. Vinny and Vinny and Richie have been buds for a while, and they they ha- they sort of have their own little talking scene in the car where you know Richie takes off the accent. And uh, they're really getting down to brass tacks and shit like that, you know. Um, and I don't really remember what they talked about in that scene, but it was probably just like relationship stuff, not that important. It ends in Vinny deciding to go see his wife at work because he's really guilty about having cheated on her. Um, and he interrupts the, interrupts her shift just to say that he loves her and won't ever, 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 ever do anything that would ever make her sad ever. Which is um, a really, it's a really good, uh, it's a really good promise that's very easy to keep. Exactly, yeah. And that's why he does it in the middle of her job. <laughs> Which um, he's working. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, he's a good guy, this guy. He's a great guy. I love this guy. <laughs> and then he starts making out with her, and that is when uh, my friend, our friend, Marie, who I was watching it with, uh, said, he's a terrifying kisser. <laughs> I thought that was a good thing <laughs> yeah, to He was kind of like eating her face. He was really, really chomping down. I think, honestly, my thought was that he like really felt how much hotter she was than him, and he, <laughs> he like, really wanted to like prove himself. That's what I thought. Bro, she was beautiful, though. She was. And then look at this schlub. This guy. Exactly. Fucking John Leguizamo. He can dance, though. You have to see him dance. <laughs> and then it's like it. we sort of transition, because the restaurant that he went to where she works is actually her dad's restaurant. Um, and some freaking mob members, some gangsters, come in, and they're like, give us the pasta, you mook. And this is when I wrote down that everyone in the movie is extremely Italian, which we uh, sort of already covered. But offensively Italian, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go out and say like I'm not claiming to know Bronx better than Spike Lee, but I mean God, <laughs> when reality is you know <laughs> stranger than fiction, you know uh, dial it back a little bit. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. Um, Listen, Sparky, who do you think is the best baseball team? Boston. <laughs> I don't fucking think so. Where's the nearest trash can that I can beat the shit out of you with? That's actually, that happens in the movie. That happens in the movie, and that's also the origin story of how Oscar the Grouch was born. <laughs> they don't talk about it a lot, but it's true. He's, he should have he should have just said Baltimore, and then they would have just you know felt sorry for him, giving him a juice box. What did they want him to say? Yankees. Is that what they wanted him to say? You, yeah, the Yankees. You, they were so into the Yankees. Yeah, the, the freaking movie. Yankees. Yeah, the Reggie, Yankee, Reggie, Reggie Jackson's the fucking yeah. son Reggie of Watts. Sam, man. <laughs> Mr. October, man. You shut your fucking mouth. That's like oh, okay, 80% of the movie. It's just somebody going, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, then some detectives come in to, like, talk to the mob, ask him about Son of Sam. And uh, we don't really learn anything new. It's basically just a vehicle for the detective to read out um, the letter uh, that he wrote to the, det- to the to the cops, which is really just so sad. And he's talking about how the world is evil and bad and, and he needs to f- fix the world because everyone's so awful in this world that, he, that we live in. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. what he's talking about in the letter. And... Um, Oh, and then, yeah, he says in the letter, like, in order to stop me, you have to kill me, which I thought was crazy. Mm. Um, and uh, then we cut back. After this letter, we cut back to Adrian Brody. His parents are fucking in the living room, and so he walks in because it's a movie, you know. And that's when they kick him out and make him move into the garage, which is a pretty, pretty important step uh, because <laughs> I wrote I wrote down a lot more about I said, also, his mom is definitely Patty Lapone. Um, <laughs> Adrian walks in while her tits are out. That's what I said. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we cut to this. I'm telling you, this movie is a lot of really short scenes. <laughs> we then cut to John. So. What? I, I meanders, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because then we cut to John Leguizamo at work. He's apparently a hairdresser, which we're just now learning about him. Um, and he uses it to sleep with his clients and uh, to sleep with his co-workers also. Um, he really cheats on his wife every chance he can get. He's a he's a no good, downright freaking loser. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> All that stuff I said before about liking this guy, that was fake. Yeah, he's a loser. Yeah, we hate him. Yeah, we hate him. I watched Jack um, and we're talking about because I don't think I like anybody in this movie at all. I li- I like <laughs> I like I like Adrian Brody. I like right? Adrian Brody and I like okay. oh but I his like Ruby also. Was terrible. I mean, come on. Also, also for the in- D- Diana, what's her name? Yeah, no, she's great. Yeah, she's the best. Also, um, Sparky, all she did was get her heart broken over mm. and over and over again. How do you not like her? I don't know. <laughs> Just don't. Sowie. Fuck you. Shut your Listen, fucking so- mouth. <laughs> Can you guys calm the fuck down for one second? For one goddamn second. We're always Why? fighting in Why? this family and I don't want it anymore. All right? You think you're better than me? 
Yeah. <laughs> I'll say it too. Me. And I'll put it out there too. I'll say it. I'm better than you. So shut the fuck up. Fuck you. Okay. Go Yankees. Go Yankees. Fuck you. Go Yankees. <laughs> so Sorry, what were you saying, Tino? Yeah, I'll tell you. It's that John Leguizamo was cutting <laughs> Ruby's hair. Uh, and Adrian Brody walks in. You know, he's flirting with Ruby as per usual. Also, this whole time, I, the whole time I was watching the movie, I didn't know what Ruby's name was. I had misheard it, and I thought that her name was Boobé. So that's what I was writing the whole time. <laughs> I was writing Boobé. So I have to make that little mental mental switch for myself when I'm reading these. So sorry if it takes me a sec. Um, uh, and yeah, he asks John Leguizamo for some money because he's moving into a garage. And he needs to decorate it. And Ruby is like, oh, hey, uh, I'll help you out. I would love to help you decorate on a budget. And they end up, you know, hanging out in his garage. They're mm. chilling. They've decorated the place. It looks real nice. He's strumming his guitar like a 17-year-old. <laughs> but then, like a 23-year-old, she tries to suck his dick. And he goes, no, 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 no. I just want to play my guitar. And then she tries to leave. And he's like, no, 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 no. You have to stay here. <laughs> you have to stay here while I play my guitar. <laughs> really the worst in both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but she's loving it though. She seems to be having a pretty good time. Uh, I I uh, I'm just yeah. now thinking that like, how old is Richie supposed to be? That's a great question. I don't know how old any of these characters are supposed to be. I think I because I I think that Richie's sort of arc would make a lot more sense and be like a lot more believable. If he was like nineteen, like I mm. think everything that happens to him well, seems it like it would be a really interesting like uh, you know um, uh, 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 destruction of youth sort of like uh, uh, downfall almost um, if he was like nineteen. I think that would be really interesting. But he's probably like. In the movie, I would peg him at 25, his character. Yeah, that's the thing, because, like, he's yeah. friends with people who already have lives in, like, their own apartments. Like, Vinny's right, married. Right, right. <laughs> Vinny, yeah, Vinny is married. Although, I have married well, friends. Well, divorced. So, but I guess I'm... One I'm of them old. was divorced. The one who sells lewds and uh, weed. He's a divorcee. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's not, like, ever treated as the young kid on the block. You know, he's not ever treated as an up-and-comer, you know? Right. I think that would have made it work. He's just the outcast with the spiky hair, you know? Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. So we'll yeah, see when, when they release Summer of Sam 2, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sam Boogaloo. I don't know. Oh, John Leguizamo does decide to cheat on his wife again after that scene. That's what we see. That's when he sleeps with uh, the cashier at his hairdresser's. Uh... And I thought she owned it. Oh, maybe, yeah. You're probably right. I didn't. She was just at the cash register when she was in the scene, so that's what I thought. Um, right. And they, yeah, then the next day, that's when we meet their drug dealer who mm-hmm. they beat up, <laughs> <laughs> which is awful because they're homophobic. Um, that's that's another theme in this movie is like very rampant homophobia and transphobia, um, both of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, back then it's like, but it was they, the back 70s. then. Yeah, it back then the they 70s. were like, that dude's not a fucking dude. Like it didn't matter what they were, you know. Yeah, it's like I, I definitely thought about how like movies, movies this old now are like. You can definitely see that, like, on the one hand, they are portraying that trans people got, you know horribly yelled at but there's this trope in older movies where like they'll play it for laughs you know what i mean like yeah like it'll just be like a scene of all of the characters that were supposed to like just hurling like horrible transphobic like vitriol at a trans character and they'll just play it off like we're just being catty oh we're just being sassy oh you boys stop you know and it doesn't really like acknowledge the humanity and the hurt I don't know. Yeah, no, for sure. 
And but I think it maybe does acknowledge the hurt when they beat her up. <laughs> yeah. When they yeah. beat her up, that was pretty bad. And it was it was a light beating, but they 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 hit her. Um mm-hmm. so yeah. Uh Oh yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> Such an escalation. One of them <laughs> said to this transgender woman that, hey, since you're a woman, maybe the killer's going to kill you because the killer only kills women. And then, like, almost immediately reached for her hand and burned it with a cigarette. That's like... <laughs> <laughs> Which wild. doesn't even, like... That doesn't even... That's such a weird non sequitur, you know? Yeah. Like, it's maybe also you'll like, get killed. Like, okay. Cigarette maybe burn. It's maybe not that transphobic. It's just kind of rude, right? Like... <laughs> Burning a cigarette in somebody's hand? Oh, no, no, no. They said, like, hey, you're a woman, so maybe the killer is going to kill you. But the burning a cigarette in the hand is bad for sure. <laughs> maybe Spike Lee just wanted to Spike Lee just wanted to clear up that like they're bad people and it was a bad intention. That's probably true. To, to, like considering what happens later in the film, it was just a little foreshadowing. Mm, mm. Um, and then um, that's when Adrian Brody takes Ruby to the freaking theater, dude. Yeah. Uh, and. It turns out that Adrian Brody is like an erotic dancer in this club. Mm. And not only that, but Adrian Brody is selling his body. Yeah. Yeah. Not, 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 I mean, listen, no judgment, but just like, it's sad that he has reached that point, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely played as like a downfall, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and then meanwhile, John is taking his wife out to another club, Diana. Uh, and the, the place is empty because everyone thinks they're going to be killed by son of Sam. Mm. Um, also like, yeah, while this has all been happening there, I just didn't write it down every time, but they keep cutting away randomly to like a couple being shot in a car. Oh yeah. That's going on through the whole thing. (laughs) Or the dog yelling at Sam or the son of Sam. David Berkowitz. Uh, and oh, then <laughs> then I wrote, forgot to take notes for a second <laughs> in big capital letters. Well, what's I don't next? Know how... We can help you out. Yeah. So what the, the the last thing that I wrote was uh, they're in the club, but it's empty because everyone's afraid to get killed. All of John Leguizamo's friends want to fuck his wife. And then I wrote, <laughs> forgot to take notes for a second. And then I wrote, and then the next scene that I wrote about was the one where he wakes up in the, Vinny wakes up in the middle of the night and starts screaming out of his window about how Son of Sam's not going to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Remember that one? Is yeah. Is it pre or post orgy? Yeah. Where are I think we that's, in relation to orgy? I think it's before. That's, that's way pre orgy. Yeah. Extremely pre orgy. God, this movie was so fucking long. It was man. like, yeah, two and a half hours almost. Wild. Okay. Oh, the movie, not the orgy. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, the orgy was probably like ten to fifteen minutes. Which is long. funny because I'm I have the IMDb trivia page up and it says that uh, let's see, uh, oh man, um, that there is here it is, there is uh, uh, two to three minutes of cut footage almost all of it was from the orgy scene they had to cut yeah, down the so. orgy scene so it wasn't nc-17 god that's insane but two, we'll get to the orgy later you guys of, <laughs> imagine we're getting yeah, way ahead okay, of ourselves okay. we're getting way ahead of ourselves um so yeah whatever happened in those minutes that i missed probably wasn't that important let's Pro- be honest it was probably just another shooting or something like that yeah you know one of those shits uh, so yeah, John Leguizamo is screaming out of his window. He's like, you're not going to kill me, son of Sam. You're not going to get me, even though it's the summer of Sam. I'm John Leguizamo, <laughs> and you're not going to kill me. Uh, and his, it wakes up his wife, obviously, because he's screaming at the top of his lungs. And she's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And he's like, nothing, nothing, nothing. Go back to bed. But then she's like, oh, <laughs> can't we make love? And then he's like, let's just fuck this time. He said that, right? I'm pretty sure he said that. He said, can we just he fuck this time? Yeah, 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 and then yeah. they do. He, they do. And it's really, really rough. And then he goes to sleep. Oh, and then he, like a caveman. immediately goes to sleep. What's up, Brian? Okay, that, 
That makes sense. Okay, no, I was just confused because I I guess I must have missed his comment of him being like, no, let's just fuck. Because he just aggressively flips her over onto her back, goes at it for about 15 to 20 seconds, and then just goes to sleep. And I was like, why the fuck? What, like, there's, there's a one to two second stretch right before he comes where he's like, He's like, I, he's not even fucking anymore. He's literally just like bouncing, like literally bouncing, like as fast as I've ever seen anybody bounce on a bed. It was insane. It was like, <laughs> and then he comes, and then he goes to bed immediately. And um, we see yeah, all yeah, very quickly. We see all of this. Hey, I think someone's yelling in my apartment. Can you guys hear that? No, no. But can okay, you go get cool. them? See what they're yelling about. Yeah, you want me about. to go stop them, or <laughs> you want me to go get them and bring them in here? Make sure it's not the son of Sam. Okay, yeah, I'll go make sure it's not son of <laughs> Sam. Make sure it's not, make sure it's not David Berkowitz. I'll be right back, you guys. So after this scene where John Leguizamo fucks his wife again, <laughs> um, they're oh my god, yeah, they act. I think the next scene is them having sex again, which is crazy. And she puts on a blonde wig, and he says, man, oh, I, he's like, oh, I feel like I'm cheating on you with you. Um, Which is not a good thing to say. Nah. <laughs> uh, and uh, then later we see the boys, all the boys from down at the dock, except for not Adrian Brody and not John Leguizamo. Right. And they're eating pizza, and they're trying to figure out who Son of Sam is. They're like, listen, we know the people in this neighborhood. We know Son of Sam. He's mm. among us. Mm. So we're trying to figure out who mm. it is. Well, there's a subplot. Um, there's also a subplot of the of the police in charge of the Sam, the Son of Sam murders uh, came to like the mafiosos um, of the neighborhood. We're like, we need your help. We need your help. And there's a weird scene with right. a lot of veal. Um, and essentially, like the mafia is putting a bounty on who can find him and is like 10 grand or something like that. That's the subplot. That's oh, what's driving that's right. them. And then right. the one guy's like, I'm going to buy you a yacht. And the other guy's like, you're <laughs> going to buy a rowboat. <laughs> and that is when we first hear about uh, <laughs> Reggie Jackson, because Woodstock thinks that Reggie Jackson is the son of Sam, um, which is pretty funny. Great scene. Uh, and yeah, great scene. And then we see son of Sam screaming in his room again. Uh-oh, not good. Um, but then this time he's screaming really loud, and what he's mad about is that there is a dog outside mm. barking, barking outside his window. And it gets so bad that he actually kills the dog with a gun from his own window. Mm. Or so he thinks. Or so right. he thinks. Right, right, right. And, you know, I was thinking the whole time, like, I feel like if you shot a dog from your window, you'd get, you'd get some questions. you get some questions. You know, people would come around. Nah, people would just think it's car backfire. Oh, yeah, probably you're right, Ryan. That's where the bullet came from. Um, Wait, you think people are going to look for the bullets? <laughs> I guess not. I one gun, know. one shot, you know? I mean, he's a pretty and good then, shot that summer, Sam, right? What'd you say? He's a pretty good shot with a gun, so if he shot out <laughs> his window at the dog, dog's probably dead. Yeah, son of Sam, more like gun of Sam. Um, so, yeah, then we see his whole montage where it's Bob O'Reilly in the background. <laughs> Adrian Brody is singing like, Teenage Wasteland, you know, the whole, you know, the whole thing. Teenage Wasteland, you know, the song. Oh. <laughs> That's the one. You know, Batman. Yeah, exactly. From Batman. <laughs> and yeah, Son of Sam is killing people. It's a montage. And we see other things happen around the city, like people doing drugs, someone sitting in a chair, and uh, <laughs> gangs beating the shit out of each other is one of the things that we see also. Yeah, yeah. And that's after that is when we get this weird diner scene where Adrian Brody and John Leguizamo are at the diner, and these two guys are like, hey, that dude's got weird hair. He's got to get the fuck out of this diner. And for some reason, the owner listens to him and kicks Adrian Brody and John Leguizamo out of the diner. And also, is that when Adrian Brody smashes a glass over his head? That is when Adrian Brody yeah. smashes a glass over his head. And he licks the blood and he says, it's better than Heinz ketchup. Which is <laughs> probably not true. <laughs> probably not true. A lot more iron. Yeah. 
I guess if that's what you're looking for, maybe, you know. Mm. Um, Unless you're anemic, though. Eh. Eh. I guess. I don't think Adrian Brody's anemic, if I had to guess. If I had to. And I, God, I hope <laughs> I don't have to. Imagine if I had to guess if, if Adrian Brody was anemic and he was going <laughs> to die or something. Not good. Um, so, yeah. They get kicked out of the freaking diner. And then they go to the dock and Adrian Brody is like, you don't understand why I'm a punk, dude. This is why I'm a punk. And he goes on this little monologue about like punk ideology and uh, mm. how we're all living in a we're all living in the system. You know what I mean? Um, and then it gets so hot, the power goes out, which <laughs> is a thing that happens in New York City, which is pretty crazy. Uh, and that's when shit really, really, really starts to fall apart. Let me tell you. The mob sets up roadblocks on the frickin' bridge to make sure no one can get into the neighborhood unless they know them personally, mm. which is If anyone insane. comes into my neighborhood, I'm gonna know about it. That's what he says. Exactly. That's and that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> and riots riots break out and people are looting frickin' stores. Um, the mob sets up a child army to patrol the streets for Son of Sam. They give them like baseball bats and shovels and shit and they're like, Go walk around and find Son of Sam. Uh, it's wild. And that just sort of stops, I guess. Because <laughs> uh, uh, Adrian Brody and Ruby and John Leguizamo and Diana are all eating at a restaurant. And then that's when we learn that uh, Ruby and Adrian Brody have actually started a band. And mm. they're going to play at CBGB. Whoa. <laughs> Crazy. Um, but then also we see Ruby and Diana talk in the bathroom. And Diana's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Vinny's cheating on me. Uh, which is not not ideal, but I guess it's maybe good that she's aware, you know. Um, so later that night, we s- they pull up to CBGB, you know, Vinny and Diana, because they're gonna like they're gonna see their friends play. But then the people in line have a lot of piercings Ooh. and they seem kind of scary, yeah, so yeah. they actually don't go in. But we do get to see a really great performance from Adrian Brody's band. I. <laughs> God, I wish I could remember the lyrics. Oh, it was it's shit like, like New York. We're living in New York City. It's a pile of dirt, and everyone is rats, and I am evil, <laughs> and I am mad. <laughs> it was really crazy. Yeah, that was more coherent. And it wasn't even like, I don't know much about early punk, but like, God, if that was what got people ready for it, woof. Yikey, yikers. That's what I say. Like, it was just like talk singing. And and not very coherent music. I don't know. Maybe I'm just an old timer, you know? Yeah, you just don't get all that newfangled music. Yeah. And so instead of going to CBGB, John and Deanna go to Studio 54. But the line is so freaking long. And they don't want to wait. so long. It's ridiculous. And they don't want to wait. So Vinny's like, I'm going to get us in. And they go straight to the front of the line. They try to budge in. And the bouncer's <laughs> like... Devon's just like, you're not on the list. Get the fuck out of here. And Vinny's like, what list? What list? And he just keeps trying to push in. I don't know how he has that confidence. But eventually, another dude comes out, and he starts taking photos of Vinny and Deanna. And he's like, oh, hey, you guys should come with me. Come with me. Come with me. And they go in this guy's car. And they go to some, like, I don't know. I guess it was, it was a different time. I would not get in this guy's car, personally. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they go, they go to some other club called Plato's Retreat very fancy and uh <laughs> let me tell you guys we might have done a little foreshadowing we earlier. have this arrived a, yeah at the orgy Stu- scene tell me about it stuff starts to get pretty weird you guys okay um so yeah um they're fucking i like i don't even like i, I don't want to get too i in don't want to dwell on it but they're having sex with other people and apparently we missed two minutes of very important context to this scene so i don't think we can even yeah. comment on it that's probably true. And they fuck so much. <laughs> Sorry, my, my microphone just shook because I was so passionate about this. They fuck so much that John Leguizamo has a psychotic break. <laughs> <laughs> he snaps because he sees Diana having sex with another man. He snaps. Or wasn't it? Wasn't she having sex with a woman? Wasn't Maybe, that the yeah. whole thing? Wasn't that the whole thing? Maybe. It was a... I, it was a mix of bodies. Well, because here's was the, a mixed it, bag. Uh, it, was it was a, a total flesh flesh pile. 
when but when they're in the car later they go to the they, they leave after a while and they're in the car and i'm pretty sure he says to her did he fuck you better than me oh ha, that's ha, right yeah. something like yeah, that that's so right. but it was but probably then he starts calling her a lesbian yeah this so whole car argument we can assume it's both um yeah they have a, a really terrible argument and he like she gets out of the car and she's like i'm going to get killed i'm going to get killed and then she like goads him into getting out of yeah. the car and then he try- <laughs> it's really good he runs around and tries to grab her but then she jumps into the car and drives away without him right. like a cartoon um uh, yeah oh and we also learn that she knows that he fucked her cousin that one night outside of the disco yeah i mentioned this Mention yes. that. That was a very important detail if you uh, listeners were listening to me <laughs> 40 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that's crazy. We've been doing this for 40 minutes already. Yeah, we it's a long, it's a meandering movie. What else, what else happens? Let's, let's kick it. So they, yeah. they eventually break up. Uh, 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 Adrian Brody, I don't know, he just gets like slightly more edgier. And then the whole neighborhood, the son of Sam releases those letters, and then the whole neighborhood shuts down, uh, and they have a big old block party, and they start to suspect uh, Vinny as being the the killer. Uh, no, he, Richie, 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 Richie. Richie. Um, uh, Vinny, because they think he's like in a satanic cult because he's a punk. Yeah, there's like a whole lot of like. Uh, uh, he he matches the mo that they were given by their mob boss. Uh, Vinny starts doing a just a just an inadvisable amount of drugs. Um, he loses mm. his job, uh, loses his wife, uh, and then it sort of all culminates in uh, in the the boys down from the beach uh, finding Richie, uh, beating him half to death, and then. The parent Richie's parents come out and say, "No, they just caught him. They caught him in 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 Queens or whatever." And um, mm-hmm. uh, Reggie Jackson hits three home runs in Game Six, and the and the Yankees win the series. Um, and I think that's that's the end of the movie. Yeah, there's some other stuff that happens, but it's honestly not that important. Like Vinny gets fired. Yeah, um, all this stuff. Vinny gets and fired. That- uh, the trans woman from the beach shows up at Richie's club. And he, like, loses his mind on her. Um, yeah, and that's, like, why... And then she, like, helps the, the dudes beat him up also. Right, right. Um, also, after the movie was over, I looked up what's up with Son of Sam these days. <laughs> um, and it turns out <laughs> that he is still alive, and he's mm-hmm. in prison. Mm-hmm. And he now calls himself the Son of Hope. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I guess, right? But why has he got to be the son of anything? Because, I mean, he knows branding. That's fair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, dude. That's good that's branding true. right there. Um, that's a good point. I I, uh, I mentioned something I found on IMDb earlier, and I'd like to play a, a, a modified version of Who's the Boss called Who is Should Not Be a Boss. Um, and I have a compelling case for Spike Lee. Uh Let's let's run through what? Let's let's. I'd love to I hear your case on. Show. I'd love to hear your case on this one, bud. <laughs> oh yeah. Also, Spike Lee did. Uh, he was in this movie. He played a newscaster. Right there, you go. Um, so I I have some evidence that is all in the IMDb trivia page. Um, let's see. Uh, the scene when uh, well, I'm gonna start with uh. In the script, Richie was the lead character, and Vinny was a secondary character, but Spike Lee enjoyed John Leguizamo's improvising so much that he ended up giving him more screen time. The scene where Vinny pours coffee on Gloria was one of the many improvisations of John Leguizamo. So, here's why I think that that's wild. The movie was supposed to be about... Uh, uh, was supposed to be about Adrian Brody's character, Vinny, or uh, Richie. Richie. <laughs> and his being a suspect of Son of Sam and sort of a down-on-his-luck sort of New York kid. Um, and John Leguizamo's magnetism was so captured Spike Lee so much 
that he decided to pivot the whole movie to be about him having sex with people. Um, that is pretty wild. Also, uh, uh, let's see. Um, I also think that uh, Mir- Mira Sorvino, who played um, uh, uh, Vinny's wife, um, really did not enjoy this movie and probably had a, a good reason to because... Uh, according to Mira Sorvino, she hated filming the club orgy scene and considered it demoralizing. So, mm. a pretty, <laughs> a pretty bad scene to not have somebody feel good about. I would argue. Yeah, that is true. Uh, here's Wait, another... while you're on that page, yeah, Sparky, while you're on that trivia page, can you can you check something for me? Yeah, what's that? Was John Malkovich in this one? Uh, yeah, I'm looking down at the end. Um, oh, oh, no. But uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar was originally cast as Ruby. So um, huh. I, I guess, I guess that's close. She was busy filming. Um, oh, what was the movie that we saw with Sarah Michelle Gellar? Um, uh, Buffy? Midsummer Night's Dream. No, no. It was, the, it was the teen trauma. God, I can't even remember any of the. Drive Me Crazy? Drive Me Crazy. That's it, yeah. Um, I forgot she was in that. She was the lead of that. Yeah, I forgot that movie, man. <laughs> I, I did too. Um, I here's another one. Uh, the scene in which Vinny and Deanna argue in the cemetery was improvised. Spike Lee told Leguizamo to spit on Mira Sorvino without her knowledge. So mm. not great. And that whole scene was like really aggressively vitriolic, and you hope that like you'd be mentally prepared to experience that but i guess i guess not i also That's true she did slap him in the fucking face as a response so i think it's okay probably probably <laughs> well i don't know i don't think so i think probably not um so that's that's sort of that's sort of act one of the case against Spike Lee in this movie. Act two is he botched the uh, he botched. The I forgot casting. that you're like doing who's the boss right now. Yeah, oh no, it's who shouldn't be the boss is the name of this segment. Uh, right. It also says, let me walk you through the cast that could have been. Um, starting off at the top, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Benicio del Toro were originally cast as the leads of the role. I don't know which one would have been which, but I am. I would be okay with any of them. Well, it was a huge fuck up to not take those two. I'm Jesus sure, Christ! I'm sure Del Toro would have been Vinny, and that would have been fantastic. Like, I wish I could see that movie. And That's Leo, crazy. Leo DiCaprio as uh, as a young Leo would have been, I think, pretty good as Richie. Um, also, also because the thing is, Leo's a good improviser, so Spike Lee probably wouldn't have had to change the whole fucking script. <laughs> Uh, it also said Adina Menzel was cast as Richie's girlfriend, which maybe is Ruby, but then it also says her scenes were cut before the final release. So did he have, like, a full you girlfriend said sh- in the first cut? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, that's weird. Uh, let's see. Uh, Danny Aiello was supposed to be Eddie. Uh, uh... Uh, Michael Imperioli Dude, okay. was supposed to be Richie. So, get to the point, man. You're trying to convince me that like one of the most visionary artistic directors of the past like 50 years shouldn't have been a director. <laughs> That's what you're trying to convince me of right now, and you're not doing it so far. Well, I'm not saying that he isn't a boss. I'm not saying that he's not a good director. I'm saying he screwed the pooch on this one. I'm saying 99 was not Spike's year. Mm. That's fair. That's fair. Did he have other stuff come out in 99? What else? Uh, probably not. <laughs> or, or just this one. Let's see. Oh, just fucking do the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was do the right thing, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, she's got to have it. It was a triple release. Mm-hmm. All in the same year. Crazy. Huge year for that guy. <laughs> Super busy. I would love to talk about some highlights, if that's okay, real quick. Yeah, let's do it. If that's okay. I guess those were my lowlights, not really who's the boss. (laughs) John Leguizamo. uh, Oh, no, that's not not a highlight. Sorry. First highlight that I wrote down was (laughs) that the box office attendant at the theater uh, was sort of like this weird cowboy dude for, like, no reason. 
He uh, and he also was like, I don't know, maybe like the manager. He talked like a cowboy and he dressed like a cowboy, which makes me feel like there was something in the script about him being a cowboy, which is wild. Um, maybe not worth. Uh... Oh, here's a good one. Son of Sam, when when he sees this dog, tell him to kill people. I don't know if we even really if we really touched on that, but he does see the ghost of a dog that tells him to kill people. And then we see son of Sam just screaming, I will kill. I will kill over and over again at this dog. But it's clear that they, they like had a dog on set and the dog like gets scared of the guy yeah, who's yeah. singing, who's screaming, I will kill. Uh, there's also the one of my highlights. Out. One of my highlights is on the quotes page of, uh, of this movie on IMDb. Uh, it's there's one that's just dog. It's attributed to dog, and it just says kill, kill, kill. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the probably dog, the same scene. Of course, <laughs> the two thousand year old dog. Yeah, that's the same scene. I like the blocks. The, the blocks. Oh, when it's <laughs> yeah, the blocks. He puts down oh, those alphabet right. blocks, and it'll yeah, be like right. M right. U <laughs> R, and you're like, what's he gonna spell? <laughs> what's he gonna spell? We don't know, but it's murder. Mm. And then the one was like, listen to the dog or something. <laughs> like he that had one that was like, he, dog. he wrote that with blocks. He wrote down something and then like oh. there was just a block that said dog on it. <laughs> yeah, you know how kids like animals. Oh, right, right. Wolf, bark, bark. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess if I had to pick a boss for this film. Yeah. And it can't the be boss Spike Lee because we've pick. already established he's not the boss on this one. And I'll, I'll accept that for this movie. I'll, I'll take that. I think the boss for this movie maybe was Woodstock, the guy who likes to take lobsters out of the ocean and sell them. He's living a pretty fine life. If that's all you got to do is just steal some lobster cages, fill up a bag with lobsters. I don't know. <laughs> I'd do that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yes. I don't know. That guy was pretty cool. Everybody knows <laughs> that uh uh fishing fishing is uh is a very easy profession to do. For sure. He's not the fisher though. He he literally just he went around and robbed lobster cages that oh, were already there. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that's dope. That's chill. Ryan, you got one? Do you got one, Ryan? I got a real one and a fake one. Let's hear it. Spit I'm going to say the happy. real one. The real one is, Di- what's her name? Di- Diana? Diona? Diana? Yeah. Diana. Yeah. Donna? Diana. 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 Yeah, Vinny's, uh, Vinny's wife, you know? She, she plays him like a fiddle, and then she leaves him at the end. Spoilers. You know? What? She... How does she play him like a fiddle? Well, he plays yeah, her like a fiddle, one. but it sends him into a coked-out, looted-out rage. So obviously, okay. she had some great influence <laughs> into him. So your your claim is that she is the boss because her leaving caused a, a clearly unstable man to become more unstable. Precisely. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. That was I don't the real have, one. I don't have a boss. <laughs> Uh, except for the dog. The dog's the boss. The dog starts the whole movie, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, the dog doesn't start the movie, but the dog really sets things in motion for sure. Mm. All right, well, we've already been going pretty long, so let's. Uh, we should probably just jump on into uh, Milker Malo, huh? Sounds good. I'm going to start. I'm going to say it's Milk. I didn't care for this movie. I thought it was very long. I thought it meandered too much. I thought it was very clear once I read that like Spike Lee had changed this based around John Leguizamo's character. Uh, very, mu- very much makes sense that like this had a lot of like uh, uh, mission scope or mission creep where it was trying to do too much and it didn't really resolve. I thought if it just followed Richie would have been a great movie would have been a great movie if it just followed Richie. I agree. I, I struggle to call this one a milk because there were parts of it that I enjoyed but I think I have to say that it is a milk. Mm. Also, I agree. Mm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna go against the the crowd. You know, 
It's a Merlot. Wow. Like a shitty Merlot, like a $2 one. Not great, you know, sure. but mm. drinkable. A little long, you know, maybe you let it sit out a little too long on the table. You come back to it from the night before, and you're like, oh, shit, I have to finish this bottle of wine before it turns into vinegar. So you drink it. It's like, ugh. But, you know? Mm. Yeah, 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 but yeah. It's, I get it's, that. it's not undrinkable like a fucking left out glass of milk for a week and a half, you know? Disgusting. Yogurt almost. That's true. Cheese. That's true. Disgusting. I like cheese. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, there's only one thing left to do. Well, there's two yeah. things left to do, but I well, can skip one, one of them. Oh, uh, there is two. There is two things left to do actually. But first, I gotta, uh, gotta I gotta hear. I do want to no, know the first. Lights. No. What about Ryan's rap? Oh my god! That's I'm what so I was sorry. talking about. I'm so sorry. He skipped oh, me twice such today. An asshole. I'm so sorry. He skipped me not, twice today. I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just not there for you, buddy. I'm sorry. Wow. Ryan's not here, man. Ryan's not a part of the podcast anymore. Wow. It's been a good run, boys. Been, you guys got to do the rest of the two-year spree on your own. No, buddy. Okay, come Ryan. Back. Before Ryan, oh, before God. you leave, can you just do one more Ryan's raps, man? Before you go. I'm so sorry. I don't deserve it, but I do want it. Hang on. Let me pull up the legs. Let me get ready. Wow, you <laughs> got to prepare better for this, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sparky needs to, you know. Get his shit together, pal. Don't even... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Here we go. I'm a little sad now, but, you know, it's all right. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Ridiculous. It's the 70s, baby. Shot in the 90s, no shootings lately. But it's a story about okay. a different time. A man on a spree committing crime. Roll up to the club like I own the place. Cheating on my girlfriend without a trace. Pulling up to the house. People dead. It's a new race. 44 cal killer. Back on without a trace. Now we get a proposal over pasta. John Luguizamo is the master. Talking about the maniac over marinara. Thinking about the victim, Sayonara. He was the guy. He was the guy. Speculating with the mob. Shit is awry. Not me, though. Looking at this guy with the mohawk. Fuck this guy. <laughs> They grabbing a slice, they had an orgy. Somebody call Aldi, Aldix Hux. Fuck. How do you say that guy's name? He wrote Brave New Aldous World. Huxley. Aldis Huxley. Aldis Huxley. Aldis Huxley, yeah. Orgy Porgy. And that's where I ended it. <laughs> I know. The last line you wrote was Aldis Huxley Orgy Porgy. <laughs> <laughs> they grabbing a slice, they had an orgy. Somebody call Aldis Huxley Orgy Porgy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Right. I love it. Sick. And now for the legs, you fucking okay. bastards. Yeah. Right. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, it's like um, I always want it. Opening weekend. They made $7,900,000. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, dude, you said you were going to do the legs. You said you were going to get it up, This dude. movie did not you go You said you were getting right to the legs, dude. Mm, dude, can you? Okay, I, don't, I wasn't asking about that. I was asking. I was not asking about that. You know what they we want. They were in 1500 theaters in, Ryan, adjusted hey, for adjusted for inflation the box office was 20 Ryan, or 34 Ryan. million hey ryan bud hey bud and the ryan, opening give me weekend. the legs ryan legs Ro- the legs ryan, ryan. oh here we go oh my god the legs did can you say I legs drum roll please the legs can i get a drum roll please 2.41 not the lowest Ooh. not the best about where it needs to be not yeah, uh, yeah, not not a surprising legs number for me. Not gonna lie. Mm. This was a All Disney right. movie. <laughs> really? Does that mean? Does that mean that uh, Ruby is technically a Disney princess? Yeah, I guess. All right. Well, I'm done talking about this Damn. movie. Um, okay. Join us next week for. Uh, uh, where we recap the 1999 classic Doug's first movie uh the logline Doug's first uh, movie yeah, yeah you remember it's that Doug's animated tv movie. show Doug remember Doug yeah Doug and his old yeah. pal Skeeter set out to find the monster of Lucky Duck Lake and mercifully it is an hour and 15 minutes long thank you Jesus <laughs> 
Thank oh God. Oh my God. That's really good. That's shorter than this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I like that you assume that we're going to put everything that we did in here. Oh yeah. Good luck with that, pal. Well, that's going to do it for us this week, boys. Um, uh, uh, join us next week. We love to have you. Our music is by our own Tino Mickens. Uh, mixing is by Random House Productions. I have mm-hmm. been your uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman host, Sparky Shelton. And I have been your Joaquin Phoenix host, <laughs> Tino. And I'm Ryan. Mickens. <laughs> uh, can we talk about the master after... The, mu- the music's fading out, so can we talk about the master now? Oh, I love the master. Good night. Have a